Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, well, we had a raging Arsenal fan today in Matt Scott, journalist and broadcaster. Not happy, as you can imagine. Slightly happier uh, was John Ketley, weatherman and Burnley fan. That's true. We're talking about White Christmas and the bets that you can have on that. We had a chat. We had about three lots of chat. We talked football. We talked all sorts of stuff, didn't oh, yeah. we? You told us about a new player on his way to the Premier League. That was fun. Yeah, some TV formats for a, uh, a, a Zambian football star you gave us. So uh, even Adrian Durham came up with a couple for us, which was which was very good. I say even. I mean, like like he's not capable of it. He clearly is. He's sitting no more than five yards from us listening to this. <laughs> there he is. Uh, here it all is. Good afternoon. Uh, everyone, good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. And uh, yeah, it was, I've watched a lot of football over the weekend, as you'd imagine. And uh, I, I thought it was fascinating watching Arsenal. I was like, I had, at one point, I think, did they actually have fans in the stadium? You couldn't yeah. tell the fans were back. They didn't give them much to cheer oh, about. They, they couldn't even drown out the water pump at one point. Yes, I, I heard about this. Is this? Is that? I mean, when it's full, is that water pump still doing it, or was yeah. it malfunctioning? Oh no, I think it was. It just you obviously can't hear it when it's a normal. Yeah. normal. I'm about to say. Well, did we hear it in lockdown then, when when there were games on, or did we just not notice? Well, it, it probably wasn't raining. Oh no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> it probably wasn't raining. They don't put the water pump on when it's not raining. Okay, and. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Ashley Westwood and uh, Granite Xhaka was in. He wasn't Westwood wasn't exactly Pulev, was he? He went down quite easily. Not not great resistance, but it was a red card. Whatever happened, it was. So. Yeah, it, it was daft, wasn't it? It was yeah, a yeah. daft decision. But, but um, yeah, we're going to be talking Arsenal in a bit more detail later on. Such a mad season, though. I mean, the Premier League. We were looking at the table last night. It's like the Championship. That's what it is. This season, the Premier yeah. League is like. There are nine teams within six points at the top. Do you like that? Are you, I mean, are you more of a status quo fan when it comes to football? You, I well, mean, it depends I where you, Chelsea are. Yeah, of course. Well, you know. <laughs> no, um, it's a, from a neutral point of view, it's great. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we are, of course, still the run-enders. Everton hadn't won for seven games. Brilliant. Honestly, mm. we never play well at Goodison, and Saturday was no exception. And uh, Havertz, I, mean, I know Frank Lampard's saying we've got to give him time, and I can see a good player in there, but yeah. blimey, he was terrible on Saturday. <laughs> Reese James will be thinking, can you stop? Giving me hospital balls. Just, just put a bit more on it, mate. Yeah, 
Every pass was like that. It was you really don't want weird. every pass to be a 50 50, no. do you really? But there were some poor games. I thought this, the United City game was poor. And, oh, yeah. Uh, You're not yeah, alone we'll in that. No, I think. no. We'll talk to Mozzie <laughs> about it. No, it was a poor game. I think we'll be hard pressed to find anybody no. who enjoyed it. Pogba's tweet, though, you know, don't talk unless you know, you know, all about the, all this chat going. Well, tell your agent that then, mate. Yeah. Don't tell everybody else. Tell your agent not to talk. You know, if you're so happy there, just get on with it. So, well, I mean, your game was interesting again. I mean, well, look, it was I, a strange <clears throat> before. You could have, uh, well, after they scored, you should have, <clears throat> I mean, you had a lot of chances, but you wonder, well, why did you wait till then? Well, this, this, this I mean, it was interesting that Jose Mourinho say, well, I, they did exactly what I told them not to, but what, which is what they've done in every game, which is go one nil up and be very passive. The danger is, of course, if the team equalised, I thought there was going to be a real momentum shift then. I was slightly worried, and I think Tottenham of a while back, would have lost mm. that game because they would have smelt the fear, Palace. But I think Tottenham, to be fair to them, didn't regroup. But yeah. had they played slightly more on the front foot 10, 15 minutes earlier and scored a second, that wouldn't have mattered. But, no. I mean, it's interesting. It was almost like Joseph saying, oh, I told them not to do that. But that would fly in the face of all the evidence we've seen in recent weeks. It's the downside of scoring, sitting in a low block, being very passive, not great. Especially at 1 0, it's dangerous. Yeah, it, of but course, it is. Harry Kane's my player of the season so far. What a season he's had. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Brilliant, brilliant. So, did yeah. you watch the boxing, Andy? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny that Floyd Mayweather at the end, not a mask wearer, but then who's going to tell him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that. Uh, there's always that danger, isn't there? But it, I thought uh, AJ. There was. A, I found the end a little bit un, unedifying because I think the referee should have stopped the fight because that last punch that finished him is like, was like a wounded animal, it was like somebody finishing. Yeah. I thought it was really unnecessary. I thought you knew Pulev wasn't coming, but I know he'd, he'd fought well and he deserved a chance to get back into it. But at that point, yeah. when he just stood in the centre of the ring and, and Joshua It was right game, on the button, wasn't it, yeah, really? And yeah. just finished him off. I thought, yeah, you didn't need to do that, ref. You could have stopped it a bit earlier. So th we, we now, of course, look forward to uh, AJ versus Fury and we'll look at some of the hurdles mm. that still need to be uh, overcome. Yeah, if that fight's going to happen, look, it is going to happen. I mean, so much money riding on it. But how many times have we been here before saying, oh, this fight's got to happen, it's definitely going to happen, and and it doesn't happen, which is one of the most annoying things about boxing, of course, but that's uh, that's always been the case. So, but we, we will be optimistic and look at a few of the um, surmountable hurdles, if you like, that, uh, that, that can happen. Uh, we'll have a good look back on the football with uh, John Motson. Uh, he'll be joining us uh, this afternoon, give us his take on the Premier League weekend. We've had the European draws uh, earlier on. Andy Brussel was right across that. So um, you you got uh, Atletico. How are you feeling about that, oh, Chelsea? Well, I made a list the other day of the teams that I didn't want to face. And guess who were top of the list? It was Atletico. That was the hardest draw Chelsea could have got, actually, out of Atletico, Atlanta, Porto, Gladbach... Lazio, Barca, I couldn't decide whether that was easy. This time it might be easy to play Leipzig. So Atletico, difficult difficult one. But then you, you can't really predict it at this stage. Who, will Jao Felix be fit? Will, you know, who's going to be fit? Who's yeah, not going yeah, to be fit? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a long, long, long way off. But uh, the face of it, tough fixture. Um, we're also interested to hear this afternoon uh, from you whether you've mm. ever um, called the wrong people uh, and with uh, hilarious consequences. I don't know if you're aware of this story from the weekend with the uh, band Shed 7. 
This is uh, another one of these tweet the wrong people stories, yes, isn't it? They were <laughs> contacted by uh, somebody called Joe who bought a shed. And she said, Dear Shed 7, I appreciate, at Shed 7, should I say, I appreciate you may not be installing due to COVID, but could you please answer your phones? So in the band were quite quick to come back and say, we manufacture in, uh, indie rock anthems and alas, cannot help you. We'd be useless with a hammer. Uh, so they invited her to a gig. Uh, so can't they just come mm. and sort I mean as a band wouldn't it be nice if they went along and sorted yeah. her shed out for her I mean doesn't she think that a company that sells sheds why would they have a picture of like five blokes or whatever they're, they're well it could be it could be the installers <laughs> couldn't they could be uh, all your shed based needs ridiculous so uh, if you've railed against the wrong people whether uh, on using the old mm. tech uh, on the uh, phone, uh, however you did it, email, but uh, you were barking up the wrong tree when it came to complaining. Uh, let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet T-S-H-A-N-D-J. Well done to Lee. They have uh, been promoted to uh, Super League. Yeah, congratulations. They were up against a uh, stiff comp- competition, and uh, uh, I think the London Broncos were in the frame. They were, they were going to be playing at um, Wimbledon's new ground. Oh, they? really? They said they'll press on, try and get promotion through the championship, but well done, Lee. They're going to be taking over from Wolfpack. They'll be a mm. uh, Super League side. So You get them in the Europa League draw. Wolfpack. We got Wolfpack. I mean, Toronto Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs> That's who we've got. There yeah, we yeah. are. Wolfsburger. I mean, I was a bit like Jim when I saw it. I thought... That's Wolfsburg, but of course it's the team currently seventh in the Austrian <laughs> league. So I know what'll happen though. We'll score yeah, yeah. we'll score after about sixteen minutes and then just it'll be Rourke's drift, even if we're playing the seventh team in uh, Austria. Because that's how we roll these yeah, days. Right. But look, you can't argue with it. It's been effective. Yeah, it's worked. Certainly was up until the weekend, and if it wasn't for Gaito, we would have um, Wednesday will be good, won't it? That should be an interesting mm. game. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool I thought got Liverpool were couldn't they weren't great. Fulham were good, weren't they? They played, played well. really, really well. The fullback, Aina. Is he always laughing, obviously? <laughs> I'm sure, absolutely. But true. I did think, uh, Klopp, I mean, I agree with Simon to an extent. I mean, you know, that was a push on Salah, but it was nothing. And yeah. he made, it was his own fault. Yeah. He makes so much of it. The ref Arching goes, the back. Oh, well, I'm not going for that. <clears throat> and uh, it did mm. make a difference. But, you know, you should tell Salah to stop making such a meal of everything. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We mentioned earlier on uh, the uh, the lady who contacted Shed Seven, the indie band, and said, yeah. uh, "Why haven't you fixed my shed?" Um, and they pointed out that's not our business. Um, <laughs> wrongly complaining, Simon, the Arsenal fan, says, "I was in Budapest a few years back, been out having a few drinks, came back to my hotel, went to the room, and uh, the key card didn't work. So I stormed downstairs and gave the poor man on reception a piece of my mind, only for him to say, "Sir, this isn't your hotel. We don't use key cards here." <laughs> Uh, it turns out it was in the ah. hotel on the other side of the road. So, oh dear, Simon. <laughs> oh so you can dear. keep those coming. Talksport.com forward slash HNJ. You can text to 81089 or tweet to TSHNJ. Yes. Yes, Andy. Uh, oh, yes, no, Andy no, okay. talk about? While, while waiting for Gareth, yeah. But two interesting, I mean, talk about ones for the teenagers. But in the Sun today, no, in the newspaper today, there were two mentions for. Uh, Bernie Winters. I don't know why. One in a match. Re- no, in a match report, the Arsenal game. Um, yes. So basically, he was a big Arsenal fan, of course. Well, this I is mean, the one half of um, uh, Mike and Bernie Winters. This is one for the teenagers. No, no, but, isn't it's, it? but I wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't oh, no, in the yeah, papers yeah. this morning. The Gunners were crying out for Mesut Özil's creativity and gift for a perceptive pass, but instead of an exiled World Cup winner picking the lock, Arteta somehow prefers Xhaka to and El Nene. No offence, but that's like giving Frank Sinatra the elbow and 
handing top of the bill at the Palladium to Mike and Bernie Winters. <laughs> nice. That's a strange yes, reference. Yeah, nice, nice, nice <laughs> reporter. And this bloke said, Great to see Bradley Walsh as a letter to the Sun. Host blankety blank this Christmas, but the panellists will never match the originals. Jimmy Carr is no Bernie Winters. We'll give them a schnorbitz then. Yeah, maybe fine. they're having a bit of a resurgence. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They're back in, they're back in the nation's consciousness. <laughs> Well done. Anything else, Andy? Our producer was saying to me before the show that uh, Kaliningrad, where we uh, spent a wonderful few days during the last World Cup... Oh, yes. ...and stayed in the worst hotel ever... It wasn't great. It wasn't great. ...is now a number one uh, destination on TripAdvisor due to possibly my review of the hotel where I said it was better than the Georges Sank in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> that's proving the fallibility so you, of TripAdvisor. Yeah, so you've messed... You know, people are going to be very upset. No-one's ever come back to you and said, that hotel you I think it's gone downhill since you stayed there. Yeah, that is worrying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Andy, I don't know if you saw this, um, there's a player that could be heading for the Premier League, could be heading, or certainly heading to English football. And I know, as a, as a bit of a close horse, you'll like it. His name is Fashion Sakala. Oh, yeah, okay. First name, Fashion. <laughs> TV formats for Fashion Sakala. Do you want some TV formats <laughs> yeah. uh, for Fashion Sakala? He is a, the Zambian player currently playing at the Ostend in uh, Belgium, but... Striker yeah. could be on his that, way that to the program about his dedicated fans, of course. Dedicated, oh, yeah, the dedicated, yeah, yeah. Anything else after a fashion? <laughs> what, what would that be? You basically go and do things after he's done, done them it. first. I don't know <laughs> the rubbish. Sound what a terrible format that terrible is. That's program. why when I used to work in TV development, never got anything off the no, ground. Clearly, no. clearly. So, um, yeah, come on then. Fashion Sakala, if you've got any no, TV, that we formats. turned down the weakest link. We have mentioned that before. Yes. <laughs> well, that bloke, that bloke did. Send in a lot of ideas. Yeah. Talksport.com, text 81089, <laughs> tweet uh, TSH&J. I was watching Sky Soccer Saturday on the mm. weekend and Tom Allen, who I'm... I just a, heard about this, yeah, yeah. I'm a massive fan of Tom Allen. I think he's absolutely brilliant and um, maybe a touch overexposed. He's on everything, but it, deservedly, because he is very funny. Mm. And uh, but I never expected to see him as a guest reporter on Sky He was Soccer around Saturday. the Rainbow Laces uh, campaign. Yeah, I suppose it was, but yeah, he was reporting... Was. Yeah. yeah, he was reporting on Charlton v Wimbledon with Mark McAdam, and it actually was fun, so uh, well done to him for that. So yeah. it's good. And then, spooling through the, the uh, show before the race, I... Uh, I, came, I often get, when I get to Sky Races and it's in the middle of the race, I think, or the start, I think, I'll watch this race. I don't know why. I'll just see. If, God knows why, but I'll just watch the whole race. And it was Derek Tomo Thompson commentating. Wow. And still as good as ever. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Uh, you've been telling us uh, this afternoon, we mentioned a young Zambian player. Well, I say young, 23. Could be moving from the Belgian League to uh, England, he's hoping. His name is Fashion Zakala, and we thought, wow, we could get some TV mm. work for him. And you know the song the fans are going to sing, <laughs> the old Madonna uh, song. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah well, go ahead, the, Dave, the David Bowie one. Uh, yeah, 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 Adrian, Bowie, Adrian gave, us, uh, gave yeah. us a version of that, and we'll come on to that in a second. Mm. But, um, yeah, the best, the best idea, Stephen Elliott said, uh, a show called Five feet eleven inches—that's the height of fashion. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, they've done well to beat that. <laughs> you won't beat that. Uh, fashion <laughs> fox Paz has been suggested by Bob in Arbroath and Justin in Birmingham. <laughs> Very good. Mickey Quinn and host discuss famous fashion faux pas from around uh, the world. I think we'd all watch that. Yeah, I we? would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so you can keep those coming if you like. Talksport.com. Mm. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet T S H and J. Andy. I was reading about this golf centre. This is a mad story. This. Uh, they had to fork out £6,000 in the sun this morning to clear up 35 tonnes of fly-tip junk. Mm. Six trucks were needed to remove the huge pile of waste. Who looks at a golf centre, a driving range, and thinks, I know, that's where I'm going to dump my rubbish. Yeah, it's incredible. Isn't fairly it? unscrupulous business, uh, I would think. Now, Andy, you, you like your food. Um, I and do. the real winners in the transfer of uh, Edinson Cavani to Manchester United have been uh, a restaurant in uh, in Audley Edge mm. in Cheshire called Tast Katala. Oh, yeah. And um, so far, apparently, Edinson has spent £2,000 on deliveries and drink from that restaurant since he's been there. <laughs> That's good. Do you know what he likes to eat the most? When he uh, sits down. Mm, that Brazilian stew, that thing that we had in Rio? No, no he goes for the Galician Blonde Beef, an 800-gram mm. piece of meat that he's brought from Spain to Manchester. Really? No wonder it's uh, he's spending two grand. <laughs> it's a lot of meat. 40-day uh, dry-aged Galician mm-hmm. well, Blonde Beef. Yeah, not bad. It's a Catalonian restaurant, um, after a friend put him in touch with it, apparently, and they've been doing regular deliveries to help him uh, acclimatise. Mm. To uh, so I, I didn't think he'd be eating in the cafe. I'm fascinated with that corner. bloke that William went to his restaurant during uh, I think the international break. Salt Bay, this guy. Is oh yeah, he's the one who does. Maradona the... went there, yeah. and uh, the day Maradona died, he, he sort of fenced off the table where he normally sits and all this. But he's fascinating, this guy, the way he treats meat and the way he handles it. It's very, very interesting. One of the saddest sights for me on the weekend was I thought oh, because I've got a bit of time on my hands, so I thought I. I'll watch the. I've got an app that shows me all the games that Bocker are playing. All oh, right, yeah. So, yeah. so I watched the uh, the team. I wasn't going to watch all the game, but I, was, I, I quite like it when the team come on. To, it's one of the great entrances to the pitch in world football. What do they do then? Well, basically, they sing the club hymn. 
The, all the streamers come down, everybody throws bits of paper, all the sort of flags at the back of the stand, people jumping. It's just a great sight. And But to see them all come out, <laughs> to silence, to absolute silence, nothing. Really? Thought, oh, God, that, what a sight this is. It really is <laughs> bad without fans. So there was one game, actually, the, the, the first game at the Bombonera after um, Diego Maradona had died, his daughter was the only person in the stadium. She was sitting in his seat oh, wow. in the stadium. Gosh. Powerful. Yeah, when they, when they scored Bocker, they all sort of went up to her and then she burst into tears. It was quite emotional, really. Yeah. Um, I'm fascinated by people who write these sort of letters. This is a letter from Ke- Kevin Wyman in Knotts. He wrote to the Sun. Why? Today. Why? Exactly. I can't believe Simon Cowell is considering taking legal action against the manufacturer of the bike on which he had his accident. If he couldn't handle the bike, he shouldn't have brought it. Simple. You think to yourself... What do you know about it? You don't know whether the bike was faulty. You don't know what instructions. You know nothing about the case, but you think, oh, I don't need to know anything about it. I'm just going to have an opinion and I'm going to write to people about it. Yeah, well, there we are. point, mate. Um, Yes, we also asked you earlier on off the back of uh, somebody complaining about the the fact their shed had not been put up to the band Shed 7 on social media. Mm. Um, Complaints to the wrong people. Mike says, once dressed all in black in a queue for a train ticket, the woman in front, turned, mistaking me for a ticket inspector, and said, if you lot could run these trains properly, we wouldn't have to queue like this. I did have to explain to her that, in fact, I was on my way to a funeral. Oh, how bad would she have felt? That's bad. It's not good, is it? Yeah, and Adrian, as we said, did I bet she still complained. If, uh, if Sakala fashion does come here, they will be singing the Bowie song with that yeah, in mind. Adrian, and Adrian Durham up at four with Jamie O'Hara. He's not going to sing, is he? He says, fashion, turn to the left, in which fashion Sakala tries to find his way out of mazes up and down the country. Very or good. fashion, turn to the Right, uh, he says, in which fashion Zicarlo's a TV show charting the global history of right-wing politics. Both fine formats, uh, mm. which he, who knows, he may expand on. Uh, a fashion models. He gets a airfix air kit. Fix. He gets the airfix. <laughs> getting a bit heady off the glue. Uh, <laughs> what about this one? John's Fashion New. Uh, says uh, Jeff Peters. Uh, Elton uh, looks at where well, Elton. Elton looks Elton at fresh. John. Oh, El- oh yes, of course. <laughs> Elton looks at, not Wellsby. Not then. John Elton. Yeah, Elton well, looks yeah. at fresh clothing styles in. <laughs> In Wimbledon. Okay, so I'm, I'm sorry, Jeff. I've absolutely killed it. wasn't great to start, but I absolutely killed it there. I do apologise. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, with a couple of weeks to Christmas Day, of course, the old um, will we have a white Christmas uh, it starts to rear its head, and uh, a few people do have a bit of a sort of fun flutter on it apparently I know I don't quite get why that betting on the weather not really I I can imagine if our next guest does because at least he knows a bit about it it's not like the 2.30 a win Canton you can't kind of sit there and go go on Go on, Snow. Can you? I mean, you, no, you have to be so. You can study the form, though, in previous years. And well, you know, well this is the man who often sets the form. Uh, weatherman mm. Burnley fan. He's a spring in his step today. John Ketley joins us. Good afternoon, John. Uh, good afternoon, boys. Good afternoon. I suppose you are one of those people involved in kind of setting the book because uh, before the bookies set their odds, they, they come to experts like you to find out what, what the likelihood is, I would guess. Yeah, well, I suppose they do. They don't come to me as such. But uh, yeah, it, it has happened over the years where we have a bit of inside information, I suppose. Yeah. You know, I do see charts looking at about 16 days ahead. And uh, this year, it's slightly different. I mean, it's been such a weird 2020 anyway. If it was ever going to start on Christmas Day, I suppose this would be the one, wouldn't it, by default? But, um, yeah, at the moment, although, yeah, there's still lots of rain around and it's relatively mild and probably will get milder again yet before the weekend's out, 
Uh, I think we are going to see some colder weather by Christmas. So it is one of those days, one of those years where there is a probably a greater chance than you would normally get. I think ordinarily you'd be looking at seven to one at uh, as the shortest odds really for a white Christmas in any of the cities around the UK. Uh, they always go for about three or four to one in places like Aberdeen. But this mm. year, you know, it's going to be a bit shorter than that, I'm sure, with the... It's been a pretty cold month so far. So you can have a reason, uh, sorry, a regional flutter because you're right. It's more likely yeah. to snow in Aberdeen than it is yeah. probably in Southampton or. Sort well, of I mean, back in the London. old days, uh, back in the 70s and 80s, you could only ever do a, a flake of snow on London Weather Centre roof in Hoban, and mm. and that was it. You know, who'd want to be the observer up there for 24 hours? My <laughs> goodness. <laughs> I like to back the favourites. I've had a fiver on Lapland. Have you? <laughs> yeah, really. That's, well, that's quite bold. You're always in with a chance in Winnipeg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five years ago, I was reading that apparently it did. I don't remember it, but apparently it did snow on Christmas Day. Well, I mean, it might have been just kind of, you know, was it a sprinkle up, up on yeah. a hill well, the somewhere? Last, yeah, the last time was 2017 when uh, parts of the hmm. Cumbrian Fells had some snow. Uh, but last year it was very, very cold overnight. You know, temperatures went down to minus four to minus eight across the UK. Actually, in 2015, the top temperature in in Cornwall was 14.9. So <laughs> I think snow was pretty unlikely that year. Yeah. Uh, daytime temperatures in Kinbrace in 2015 were 2.5. Most places uh, did uh, stay relatively mild, but it's pretty windy as, and wet as well. So I think snow that year was unlikely. It would normally be, you know, you think, oh no, not. It sounds, it looks very nice in the pictures and on the postcards and all that. But um, yeah, in reality, around, you're driving it? around mm. in the slush. But hopefully, you would think less people will be on the road doing that this year. So maybe people are like the sort of, the, the beauty yeah. of it all as opposed to worrying yeah. about the practicalities of getting mm. around in it. Yeah, just for Andy's uh, convenience and interest and uh, information to tell anybody else in the pub one day, uh, there was some hill sleet and snow briefly over the Pennines and the Cheviots in 2015 on Christmas Day. There you are. Oh, really? Did you yeah. have yeah, you, you felt it in the Cheviots, did you, Andy? <laughs> Fantastic, have, yeah. that's good. <laughs> Not as bad as the Trossocks, I can no, tell you. No, well, that's, that's an old comic staple. Marvellous. Well, it's Trossocks, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Where would we be without me? Well done. I'm not today's <laughs> comedian, you know. <laughs> 70s radio sitcom would never have got made without the Trossocks. Um, so, uh, have you ever had, finally on this subject, John, you ever had a little sneaky flutter? Do you ever you've had a little sneaky £2.50 each way yeah, on snow over on the, Christmas over the years, you've won one or two, but uh, I think probably, quite frankly, the bookies have won overall, haven't they? You yeah, know, they but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think about 1993, 1995, something like that, were quite a good one. Yeah. Uh, where snow was uh, forecast pretty well and the odds were uh, mm. shortening at the last minute, but I got in before. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very rare event. Quite frankly, you generally keep your money in your pocket. But as I say, as we started out, it is colder this year. It's a funny old year. So if it was going to snow, perhaps this would be the one to have a couple of pound on. Well, it was great to see pictures of Peter Noble over the last few days. To well, he's not looking so well, is he? He's died three years ago. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's true. But, I mean, in his, in his pomp as a player yeah. uh, in the 70s, oh, yeah. because it was really the, the last time Burnley had gone to Arsenal and got a result. That's uh, right. Peter had been involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, Colin 19... Waldron sort of era. It yeah. would have been that sort of... That yeah, would have been yeah. that. Martin Dobson would have been that team, wouldn't it? Uh, it was Jim? a good team. It was, it was a very yeah. good side, yeah. It was a very good side. The, in fact, I saw the highlights of the match at Cuba. PR when we won 1-0 in 1975 on television the other Sunday morning. Mm. Uh, I was doing nothing much. Uh, but... Um a oh, very yeah, good result yesterday, it was good wasn't side. it? I mean, no, it was, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, a, a good, a, a, you know, you're down in that mix along with a lot of other teams. <laughs> and most people tend to think, though, oh, Sean Dyche, he's been around too long. He'll, he'll get them out of this. They'll have yeah. too much. But when would miss that chance? I mean, oh. to where meat and drink, you would have put your yeah. house yeah, on him absolutely. scoring from that. Yeah. You did start to wonder whether that yeah. was their chance gone yesterday. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of pundits were saying that the way Arsenal are going this year, this is the only chance that Burnley have ever got to win at, uh, at the Emirates. 
uh, because they are going through a dire, dire run. But um, quite frankly, I mean, I saw the highlights and the Arsenal could have scored three or four before we did. Um, mm. That apart of uh, Wood's miss, glaring yeah. miss. Uh, but, you know, we didn't really challenge their goalkeeper very often in that match. But it was nice to get the result. It was great for Sean Dyche. And uh, maybe this is onward and upward for the rest of the season because mm. it's not the first time we've started very, very badly uh, near the bottom of the league and finished up in mid-table, which yeah. should be good for any Burnley fan, I think. A bit like Fulham with, with Ariola. I mean, you've got in Pope, you've got a great keeper. So yes. I think there will be games when, you know, you're under the cosh, but yeah, he'll keep right. you. He'll keep you in them. Um, He's a big lad with very long legs, hasn't he? Yeah, the yeah. save off Lacazette was good. I thought that yeah. was really Arsenal's best chance, but uh, yeah. they didn't take it. And I thought in the end Burnley were worth the points. But there you go. Are you feeling well, quite confident, that. Johnny? I mean, as if you look, Leeds are down there, Brighton are down there, and you, again, like both of those managers, think they'll be fine. They'll get them out of that. They've got the players, but someone has to go, don't they? One of the three's well, got to go. I'm disappointed with Leeds so far, I have to say. I thought they were going to do pretty well this year, but they're, they're not really putting the results together. Mr. Inconsistency and all that sort of thing. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it, about most teams in the Premier League in any year, but this year more so than ever, I think. Most play, most teams are very inconsistent, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, look at Aston Villa. They beat Liverpool 7-something, and and now this week they're going to lose 4-0 against Burnley. So, you know, you can never tell what's going to happen, <laughs> That's going to be you? a tough game for Burnley. <laughs> Villa, Villa are going well. They are, yeah. yeah. So, OK, John Muller, always a pleasure. Thanks very much, Good John. Good to catch up Thank with you. you. Thanks very pleasure. much for joining us. There's John Ketley there, so chances of a white Christmas. Don't think I'll bother. You know, you're, you're going to keep... You're not going to keep... As I said, you just, there's, no, there's no thrill of the outcome, is there? Not really. It's not great, is it? Uh, we did get that. We did get a nice um, little winner though from uh, Tom from Paddy Power the other day. He did, he did tip did he? one up. He's good. Yeah, he, he's last good. week he gave us a little bit of value. And did you have uh, a bit of him. I did. Richard Johnson on mm. board uh, the horse, and uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, the, the, did all right. Came in about twelve to one. Nice. So he's he's very good. He's very good at uh, picking out a bit of value, and he'll be back uh, from the Horses Mouth podcast with Paddy Power. He'll join us later in the week. And generally, he's a he's a man to mm. listen to. Uh, the Reverend Phil Richardson says uh, if fashion Sakala's coming, he'd like to see him in the show after a fashion, in which uh, fashion Sakala has to evade capture from a celebrity panel for twenty four hours. You can see that being made, can't you? Really, not a bad it's idea. A nice chase sequence. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. Hawksby and Annie Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Well, an awful lot of talk about uh, Arsenal a day after that uh, defeat to Burnley yesterday mm-hmm. evening. It's uh, it's not going well, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, the tweets of Matt Scott, uh, a big Arsenal fan, journalist and broadcaster, always interesting. Uh, around Arsenal, and um, he, he joins us now. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon. You thought you finished on a high note today, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean... You were optimistic. At the, I mean, I understood why. When you were optimistic at the start of the season, uh, I texted you privately and said, yeah, yeah, I think Arsenal can be among the mix this year. They really look like they've got something about them. Where's it gone so wrong? Yeah, I was optimistic. I've got the ump now. Um, <laughs> I think... Uh, Where's it gone wrong? It, this is the culmination of donkey's years now of really, really bad recruitment. Um, I, I thought that Arteta had 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 created something from that cup run. It really did feel like there was there was a hunger amongst that team. 
And when I looked at some of the recruitment this summer, it, it, it looked quite positive, particularly with, with Thomas Partey coming in. He's a real, real good acquisition. But then, typically, the blight of injuries that Arsenal always suffer has struck. And it's impossible to to overcome those those problems that they've had. They've got, they've got rid of all of the creativity in their midfield in, in recent years. You know, if you think of Ramsey, you think of Cazorla, you think of, you know, the 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 ability that players like that have got to 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 open up a defence, then to discard Ozil as well, which I'm not necessarily against because he is indolent. You know, is it, it, it just completely denuded the team of any creative spark, and it is not at all surprising that they are the fifth. Uh, sorry, the, the fourth highest team for possession, 80, 84.9% possession, but the fifth fewest shots. I mean, that just tells you how much pointless possession Arsenal are getting and not being able to open up the team. And also, it shows us just how little confidence those front players oh, yeah. have got now. The, again, for the second week running, I mean, I didn't completely bind to it when, when Arteta said last week, you know, we were in control of the game against Tottenham. We had the most possession. Yesterday, he said we were in control of the game against Burnley. But if that cutting edge is a problem. And I suppose the other key is that the man you've put your faith in to score the goals is not scoring the goals at the right end. Yeah, but you know, a few years ago, I tweeted that that Aubameyang was was underscoring his his xG. That there were lots of other players in the Premier League who who were, you know, giving a better return on that. I think you know the problem is he's a he's a one trick pony. It's a great trick. He, he you know he's he's he scores goals when when you can play the ball over the top. He gets in behind. He scores those goals. Although now actually, what we're seeing a lot more is he's actually running away from the shooting channel like he did. Against Burnley, he did it against Spurs as well. Um, you know, he's not actually getting himself into the positions to score. And his one one elite skill set is, is his ability to move around in front of goal into those those areas that, that he can score from. He's not even doing that now. He's poor in the air. Well, not poor. He's a, a best average in the air. He's really poor with his back to goal. He can't beat a player with, you know, clever feet and trickery. He's not able to hold the ball up. He's not a centre forward, and a lot of Arsenal fans think that's where he should be playing. But they're only saying that because Lacazette has been so abject. You know, I mean, the, the, the team doesn't have the right players. I wanted Arsenal when he had two years on his contract to to cash in on Aubameyang, and uh, you know, people have been laughing at me, but you know, I wanted Wilfred Zaha to come into the team. Zaha this season has got seven goals, two assists, most of them setting up for himself. You know, it's not like people are laying them on the plate in that Crystal Palace side for him. You know, the, the penalties he tends to win himself that he scores. So, you know, this is a player who's who's prolific if, in comparison to, to the two goals and one assist that Aubameyang has got. It's yeah, and yet he's on half the money. So, you know, and three years younger. Arsenal have just strategically now completely mucked everything up. I mean, they've got an absentee landlord who, who cares only about the profit motive. They've got uh, they've gone through a succession of managers. They've placed too much faith in 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 Arsene Wenger to 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 run the club. It meant that there was no structure at all around him. Uh, that when he left, it left a vacuum. He was involved in building the stadium. And the training ground and the surface of that training ground and that stadium are demonstrably wrong. It would seem to me, I mean, this is my guess, but 
you know, you look how many players pick up injuries at Arsenal. We've had five different ACL injuries in the last two years. We've got Thomas Partey breaking down with a with a hamstring injury the moment he comes into the club. You know, there's so many issues at that club that it doesn't surprise me that they're in a relegation battle now. No, no, I, th- I mean, all Chelsea fans were surprised at the William thing because we've looked at him and thought, you know... He's- He'd done well for Chelsea, but that was about it. But uh, it's it's not worked out for him so far. It started okay, but the last few games, I think he's been quite poor. Before we touch on that, uh, on. Ben Fletcher's rejoined us. Fletch? Yeah, just to confirm uh, the suspicions that we've had for most of the day, Matt Hancock, the health secretary, has told the House of Commons that London will be entering tier three coronavirus restrictions from Wednesday. That will, of course, have an impact on football fans wanting to go to games. There are some games in the capital on Wednesday evening at Arsenal, Fulham and West Ham. Those games will now go ahead behind closed doors and going forward in London and other affected areas moving up into tier three uh, for matches going ahead behind closed doors. So just to confirm, London entering tier three restrictions from Wednesday Day, that has now been confirmed to the House of Commons. Thank you, Fletch. Yeah, there's um, going to be a lot of unhappy people. I'm not sure the, the football situation, personally. Well, yeah, I think well, they could have handled yeah, it, but there you go. Um, Matt Scott is with us. We're talking Arsenal. Finally, Matt, um, can you be optimistic about anything? Do you look at anything there and say, you know, th- there is, we can do this, we can do that, we can get this right short-term and, and medium and long-term? In the medium term, you've got a few players that they can get rid of. I mean, they couldn't get rid of the likes of Socrates, even though it was obvious to everybody that that his time at Arsenal was up. I mean, that tells you that this is the, what Arsenal have done again strategically is overpay average players, players who wouldn't be getting into other squads, have been desperate to play for Arsenal because it's a fantastic retirement home. They get big money for you know very little return. So, you know, this is that that's a, an issue. So we're going to be able to get rid of, of four or five players of, of that ilk uh, in in the summer. Obviously, the the seventeen and a half million pounds a year that Ozil is picking up is also going to be off the wage bill. Although right now you would think that you could do a job in that team. The the one positive is that there are some spectacular young kids. If they can stay injury-free, which is never possible at Arsenal, but let's just dream that that might happen one day, then the likes of Martinelli is going to be a world-class player. Saka is going to be one of the true talents yeah, of the play. English game. You know, but, but why would either of them stay at an Arsenal side who are going to be at best mid-table for the next three or four years? Interesting stuff, yeah, Matt. Thanks, thanks Matt. very much as always. Mm. Thanks for joining us. Yes, uh, Matt Scott. Yeah, I thought there. Saka was, the last few times I watched Arsenal, I thought he's their best player by miles. Yeah, no, I mean, look, you know, they've well. shown in Europe when they've, when they've had the young players yeah. playing in the European games, they've looked pretty good. I think Tierney's good. They've got they've got good players, but yeah. it's just not gelling, is it? And I think we didn't get around to Xhaka, but I, I would imagine that uh, most people have had enough really after <laughs> that say, nonsense yeah. yesterday. Ridiculous. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Don't ask me. Slightly different format to Don't Ask Me. Usually it's just me asking Andy questions, but he's only here for a couple of days a week at the moment. And uh, so uh, what I'm going to do is we've got Matt Rushton joining us. He's yeah. going to be with me Tuesday, if I ask, Wednesday, If you ask me about the first one I get it wrong, Max might as well put the phone down. Well, look, we'll see what happens. <laughs> are you, Max? Oh, he's not on the phone. There you go. Uh, how are you doing? Um, are, are we allowed to play... Uh, 
elite level, don't ask me, in tier three? That's well, the big question. You've got, we've got no. 48 hours till we, we can't do that. So let's squeeze ah, it right, in okay, fine. So I've decided that okay, the good. days you weren't here, boys, um, the other person gets the first chance to uh, have a go at the answer. <laughs> which means, <laughs> okay. Max, you weren't here on Friday. So we spoke no. to Tony Callahan, the organiser of the World Pie Eating Championships. In which town in this country does that take place? Do you know? Do you know what? I was listening to this bit of the show. Oh, I do um, know. Oh, Let's put the pressure on Warrington. Emails. Warrington. Geographically, you couldn't have been much closer. What was it, Andy? Wigan. That's right. Andy goes oh. one year. Oh, uh, so blind. If Andy wins, your memory's worse than mine. On Thursday, when Andy wasn't here, we spoke uh, to a gentleman who's named after a service station. Um, do you know which service station it was? Toddington. I heard this. You don't even need the surname. That's it. Toddington. That's two out of two for Andy. I was listening. It was a good show. You last found a format that you were good at. Um, Andy, we spoke to uh, the chair of Stevenage FC Women. They're being sponsored by a top fast food chain. Do you know who it is? Mm, I'll say KFC, but I don't know. Who was it, Max? Uh, Burger King Two with one, yeah. Burger Queen Burger on the shirt. Queen, oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy, why did we speak to uh, George Sampson, the uh, winner of Britain's Got Talent, uh, on Tuesday? Do you know? Didn't even need one. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. That's a return. That's a Complete, return to form. Completely forgotten it. What did he do? What was it? What was why, were we, why were we spoken to George? No Sampson? clues here. No okay, clues. He's, um, I don't know. He's a talkie fan. No, that, that's him. normally a pretty good <laughs> answer. No, uh, Max. Breakdancers, breakdancing's in the Olympics. That's it. So we go back uh, yeah. to Monday, and you can have the Is first. Is he a breakdancer? Why did we have a? <laughs> why did yeah, he won it? Yeah. Okay. How soon forgotten? Um, <laughs> why do we have a chat? It's with, two two. It's so exciting. Why do we have a chat with the retiring John Evans on Monday? What had he retired from? Balance. No, not you. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I'm so I'm keen. I have to disqualify <laughs> you. So keen. Andy Jacobs disqualified. <laughs> Let's put that in his sports bulletin. Well done, Max. Sorry. You won by default. Thanks so much. What, what was the answer, by the way? I didn't. I didn't catch that from Andy. Balancing. You wouldn't have known, would you? You wouldn't have known. Oh yes, yes, balancing. Oh, you yeah, what a famous Andy, victory. You I'm, very, won, I'm very proud. That tube is. Andy's back with us on Friday. Uh, Max, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks very much. Yeah, see you, mate. Uh, plenty, I'm sure, for Adrian and Dean Ashton to get stuck into this afternoon. Tin hats on Arsenal fans. Here he is. <laughs> Thank you very much. And it really isn't showbiz. That, that, honestly, don't ask me. It's not showbiz. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Max is with me Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Andy's back on Friday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.